Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys, talking episode 22 of Bleach Thousand Year Blood Wars, which is marching out the zombies, and it kicks off right where episode 21 left off when it just went straight to fucking black. All of a sudden, Jose, welcome back, by the way. Uh, thank you. You know, I've been revived. You mm-hmm. guys went and found, uh, found the potions and the spell to bring <laughs> yep. me back. Yep, that's I correct. I got trapped inside this dude's body for a little so bit. So you were here. He, I we was were using here, that but as I, a stand-in I, for you. I just couldn't say much, you know. I was stuck. But you were here in spirit, and that's all that mattered. <laughs> yeah we definitely did not talk any shit or anything so i know they left me here for about like two weeks i was in a dark <laughs> garage uh-huh yeah yeah well that you know that's between us Jose. so let's, let's yeah, be yeah. honest you get to be grim for two weeks that'd be kind of hype right <laughs> it'd be fantastic <laughs> even if, I could if move. you're stuck in a yep. figure form i was so proud of myself uh-huh. <laughs> so episode 22 we get the ishida uryu chad or ahime continuation and pythes i immediately so there's two parts in this episode one part i thought of jose immediately the other part i thought of you immediately pythes treachery plays yes it yep. does treachery yeah, yes yeah just like a little snippet and i'm like damn like they are they, and they totally just went back and put it over some of the scenes we already saw i was like they they going balls out with this stuff they had that nice little week rest they're like we're gonna come back kicking is it just me or was it like a weird kind of remix of treachery? It sounded different. Okay. So I looked it up, Pythes. Yeah. I was like, what is this song? Because it was it's not the normal one. And I guess it is an older version, but I think the title of this remix is called Treachery Dash Ominous Sound or something like that. Okay. And so it's been around for a while. It's an older one. It's I guess apparently already on Spotify and all that shit is where I found it. Um but I- yeah, it's not new. I didn't realize it was playing until I heard the lyrics and I was like, wait a second. It was so funny. Uh, somebody was like, yeah, I didn't realize that was the song. I thought Ashita was talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I I felt the same way too for a split second. Uh-huh. I thought Yuha was talking. I was like, did they not subtitle it? <laughs> it's like, why are they talking shit? They're walking Gosh, away. What the finally, hell? I understand Japanese. Uh-huh. So funny, dude. But yeah, Treachery plays awesome song. Love it. 10 out of 10. I got to say, they threw a whole bunch of music in this episode. It was fire all the way through, which we'll touch great. on as we get to it. Uh, so Yuha, Ashida, and Yugrim blast up to Squad Zero, and they fucking demolish everything that's underneath them with some strong fucking wins, stronger than when Ichigo showed up. And we see Renji saves Rukia. Shunsui gets protected by Nanao, and his other lieutenant is there as well, just kind of vibing, hanging out, having a good time. What is that guy's name? I, I don't know. I thought it was Maki Maki at one point. <laughs> I think I it's like, um, Okikibe, I believe his name is. Okay. okay, he's there having a good time as well. And then we see Orihime, Ichigo, Chad. They're fine. Obviously, they're protected by Orihime. And um, they're kind of checking in. Chad and Orihime are like, you guys okay? That was like Ishida. Ishigo's just pouting. Did just, you guys forget the cute little embrace we got from Orihime? What? <laughs> I, all I saw was Ichigo sitting there looking like a bitch. He, all right? he was pouting in the rain. Yeah, and even but, Chad is like, come on. It's like we went through the same shit that you did. Like, what, what do you mean? Bro, his homie, dude. His mm-hmm. homie. I like the part in this scene where Chad is like, listen, it's Ishida. Like, he's got to have a good reason for yeah. going over there. And that I feel like that goes right back to what I was saying where I don't like Ishida as the villain. Because you know he's a logical person. Very, very logical. Not going to go with his emotions. You know time and time again he's proved that he's a good guy. And I feel like Chad with that, he's like, come on. You know it's Ashita. 
He's going to be doing it for a reason. Let's not freak out about it. And he's the one that kind of pulls like Ichigo out of it. Yeah, because I mean, he makes Ichigo realize he's the only guy that could do whatever he's planning. And yeah. he has to have a good reason and then gets hit with a. And if he doesn't have a good reason, I'll still kick his ass exactly. and bring him back. And like Ichigo gets prepped up and it's after they have where they get the next song that they play is they have their fucking montage of all the old scenes of them together. That fucking banger as well. Just classic yeah. beach music making its comeback here. What is the name of that track? Can't tell you. Can't tell you. Because <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but I was like, how do I describe it? What's it called? <laughs> Everybody knows the song that plays through the montage. It's like they're, it's the somber, happy song that they play all the time through the original Bleach. Fantastic. Then we get the uh, scene that Jose was saying where Ichigo is like, yeah, he's my Nakama. You know, I got to go, go ahead. They got to ask him why he's leaving us. And I'll say, if I don't like it, I'll smack him, drag him back down. Don't worry about it. And Chad and Orihime are also all on board for this as well. And that's where we get Urahara's appearance. And he's like, well, you know, a little bit late, but should I book us a ticket to the Soul Palace? And that's when we get the opening for the episode. It was funnier in the manga. Really? Okay, so it starts. Ichigo is pouting. Chad picks him up over his head and throws him into a building. Yeah, yeah, I do <laughs> okay, remember this. Okay. And, and Ichigo said, what the hell? And then they basically say the same shit they said in the anime, but they're yelling it back and forth to each other. From uh, across this giant like gap that he, you know, after throwing him. Whoa. I like that. So like, yeah, Chad snaps Ichigo out of his funk. Ichigo says, you're right. Knowing how stubborn Uryu is, we won't be able to talk him out of it anyway. Chad says, yep. Then Ichigo says, we're going to chase him down, ask him what his reasoning is, and if it isn't good enough, we'll smack his ass and bring him back. Damn. That's, okay, okay. That's right. And then the whole time, uh, while they're talking shit about Uryu or Himi's in the background, I'm like, I don't think he'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> of and, course. And then, it, and then it goes back to seeing Kisuke. Hmm. Okay, I like that a lot. It's it's two different versions, and I feel like the scene that we got in the anime goes in line with what we've seen time and time again in their doing, where they are toning down the humor to keep the more serious aspect of what is happening. As much as I prefer the manga's version, I think it fits perfectly that the anime version fits great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. They're keeping the theme, the thematic sadness of the whole thing. We're like, even when they're getting the happy reminiscing part, they're still kind of sad about it. They're still kind of like, damn, well, we're going to get our boy back. And they're not exactly going ape shit like nothing's happening. Because like, hey, their boy betrayed them. They got to find out why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both scenes are good. They need the closure. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we go back after the opening here and we see the boy, the myth, the legend, Byakia, and he is just surrounded himself with Simbon Zakra, protecting himself from all the debris that's flying around. That was badass. I was like, and it reminds yeah, me a bit of they, Gara. Yeah. They just drop the debris off of him. And then we see uh, that the, well, he actually realizes that the Quincy's were actually going after the Royal Palace, not the Serite. And that's when we see Byakia get surrounded by Candace. Our boy, Robert Accutron is there. And <laughs> yeah. Na 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 is there as well, where the fuck's up with that guy. But I would love to see this 1v3 fight. I think that would be fucking cool. I was very sad when they jumped away, but I knew oh, well, it was coming. They yeah. were showing the reactions. I would have fucking loved to see more of that. That would have been hype as shit. Yeah, and it was. I, there was a really neat scene with Robert Accutron, which I personally like. They did a lot of all of this opening here, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for me personally, because um, they do little things. Like, there's a scene coming up that I personally love as well. But they with Robert Accutron, he looks over his shoulder back to where, like, the little hole in the roof disappeared. And it's kind of like he knows. Like, he's like, all right. Like, uh, he knows what's happening he's next. Like, We're in the end game. Yeah. That might be foreshadowing for some crazy shit that happens to him specifically later. I thought that was an incredible addition. And a second incredible addition that happens right in the opening, Komamura is shown yeah. with Lieutenant Iba. 
fucking love that they did this. The whole scene, Lieutenant Iba gets up first. Then Komamura looks like he's potentially, you know, he looks like he's just knocked down. It looked like he was trapped under rubble for a little bit. But Komamura in his dog form is the first one to get up and just keeps walking towards where he last saw Yuha. And I'm like, dude, that scene is so fucking good. So good. I'm not even going to lie. I was doing the pog face in real life. Yeah, <laughs> it was just really well done, and it makes me happy for Komamura. I feel like even if we never see him again after that, I am totally satisfactory with that because I like this idea of like even Komamura in his dog form, he's still like staying true to like going straight yep. towards where he saw Yuha. Like he's still going after Yuha. I'm like that's fucking awesome. So like the Iba thing, the Biakia thing, all that shit, anime only. They didn't show that in the manga. Which, like I said, for both scenes great additions really really good additions to the anime they're doing good and also all that like when they go up to the soul palace and like that weird like storm shit happens and all the rubble goes flying uh, you didn't get you didn't really get to see that in the manga you see a storm cloud and then people popping out that's also an addition it's great so then we after the Byakia scene we get Renji who has his big ass fucking monkey paw out protecting Rukia and asking if she felt it too and they are basically both realizing that Ishida was up there with the enemy and that's where we see our boy Basby he arrives and he's like oh it's like well we're also pissed at Ishida like let's <laughs> like, I'll hey. help you let's go up there and kill his ass and Renji gets mad because obviously they don't want to fucking kill Ishida you know so he blasts the rubble towards Basby and calls him a chicken head and Basby at this point he's like I know you're not talking about my awesome razor sharp mohawk and Renji <laughs> just starts comparing him to a chicken it's like what you don't like chicken like come on they get up early they lay eggs like they're fucking awesome i respect that and basby is like you know i thought you were cool because of your razor sharp eyebrows but i guess i was wrong and Rinji gets very bashful i like, love that interaction so good Their interaction like, is hilarious you're really a nice guy i love rookie yeah. in the background being like oh my yeah. god it's like nice no. for you nice for you <laughs> and basby does burn her finger four yep i i cannot exaggerate how hype i was to see this scene finally animated me too. I was waiting for that interaction. So I know this scene in particular, I think since Core 2 began and we were getting a lot of Baz B stuff, people were very, very concerned that this scene was going to be cut. Same. Just especially with the line of them cutting a lot of the humor from the previous episodes and trying to keep it very serious. This was a favorite scene for a lot of people, and they were very much concerned that this was going to be cut, which it wasn't. And it was awesome. I would have been so pissy about it. Yeah, it's this is just like, and I seen a lot of people. So I, I was online because I, I was actually off today, so I actually got to hang out all all day oh, on the fucking nice. internet. A lot of people were giving this episode not like a bad review, but like a seven out of ten, and like they're like it's a decent seven out of ten. Not my favorite episode, you know. Some people said it's still a good episode, weakest of the arc. This might be my favorite fucking episode of Core Two. Unironically, I, I agree. I think it so too. just has all of the right beats from the original Bleach series that made me fall in love with it. It's got it's got some sad stuff. It's got some funny stuff. It's got some neat interactions. It's it feels like bleach. And we've talked about before how I am a sucker for the episode after climax happens. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah. show reactions, people talking, people going about what they were doing. That felt like this to me. It was like a, a mid season little pause where they're like showing where everybody is. We're seeing all the pieces on the board. What's happening? Loved it. It's like, uh, like after Orihime goes to Wake Mundo, you get the episode after where people going, oh, fuck, what are we going to do about it? 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this is like a it's restart a point. It's a great like little checkpoint is where this is. And I loved it. After that, we go to Ikaku and Yumichika and they have Giselle just cornered, which this just starts the best part of the fucking Oh my God. Here. Yes. And she is going on and on about like, you can't possibly kill a defenseless woman. Like that's surely against your code of man, yada, yada. And Yumichika is like, yeah, well she must, she's clearly trying to bait us here. Like there's no way she'd be going that loud Smart. about it. And Ikaku agrees. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. And Yumichika continues on saying the fact that she's goading you this much to cut her must mean there's something about the act of cutting her that she wants for example getting hit with her blood could be dangerous and Giselle continues to try to trick them and you Michika's like well while I'm at it exposing your monkey business like let me go ahead here you're a guy aren't you yep. and he's still not like ah. and Yumichika goes I know you're trying to hide it but it's so obvious and this is where if you guys haven't seen um, if you guys want to see the differences Check out our Instagram at the Weebs Guild, Twitter at the Weebs Guild or X, whatever you want to call it, or our TikTok as well. It's actually also open on, on YouTube. It's a short. There are two different versions of this scene. I didn't know out. that until you posted that. And credit where credit is due, I did not figure this out. It was James Hansen. He's another BBS YouTuber on Twitter. He pointed this out. Full on different set of dialogue. That There's like a couple of key phrases that gets cut from the Disney international release version. It's really Viz doing it. Disney is not calling the shots on this shit, but they knew to tailor it to an international version, which is fine. It still gets the point across. It's just less uh, graphic. Vulgar, maybe? Yeah, vulgar. There you go. It's less vulgar. It is almost the same in the manga where they they tone it down a little bit. Yeah. And so I saw... So when I was posting it, there's a couple of comments where it seems like the one that straight up talks about uh, semen, which is the the big cut there, just to throw it out there. In the actual, like, OG, Yumichika's like, yeah, you reek of semen, you're a guy. Um, In this one, they're like, you smell like a man, you know, which gets the same point across, just less vulgar, like as Jose was saying. Um, In the Japanese version, they keep that shit in. They're like full yagi. And I (laughs) guess in the official English translation for Viz, it also is more in line with the version we got internationally where they just kind of say you have the smell of a man or something like that. They don't go as vulgar even in the original English manga release. I'm just saying we have already seen Yuha semen like all season. <laughs> That's true. That's true, actually. But they didn't say it. Yeah, they though. didn't that vocalize it. Yep. Yeah. Also, hey, we got that dub of the Bambi scene. She kept yeah, yeah that dub. I'm just saying. I, I think you got to. Take it where you can get it. I personally had no fucking like when I was watching the scene, did not register to me at all. They're like, oh, this is not how I remember it. And I totally just watch it. Yeah, cool. They left it in. Like they, they the reveal got its way across. They just toned it down a little bit. I wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't pointed it out. Yeah. So interesting to note. If you guys want to watch both of them once again, check out our socials or head over to the YouTube shorts on this page that you're watching. Let us know. Is this a big deal of a change to you? Or who gives a fuck? Move on. Anyways, continuing with the episode, Giselle then summons Bambi out to attack them, and that's when we immediately cut back to Urahara, and Urahara and the Ichigo gang, who they will be now referred to as, are in the Squad 12 barracks, and he's explaining that Mayuri, ever since this thing initially happened, has been building a replica of the Kukaku cannon underneath the Squad 12 barracks, because he just thought something like this literally might happen. So smart. He's yes. straight up Batman right Even now. Even Ichigo was like, wow, I thought he was just a crackman. I and mean, Urahara's like, no, he's a genius. Like, he's a fucking prodigy. Not like him. Yeah, but second you know, to only, only him. him yeah. But, you know. <laughs> and then he says by the time that himself, uh, like Urahara himself, got to there, he just helped put the finishing touches on. Like, it was already pretty much done. And he continues to explain that the Kukaku cannon cannot be easily replicated. So there's this kind of a one-shot 
fired off. It's probably going to break afterwards because they don't have the Kukaku family secret, so they can't do the same way that the cook that Kukaku does. And Akon Horizon says the guest that you asked for his return from her assignment, and then Yoruichi just jumps down like fucking Batman, just out of the fucking blue, just like yo, what up? Doesn't go through the door. We don't ever see her. Where the fuck she come from? He's just like yo, I was here. I was hanging on the roof the whole time, and jumps down. So she's been collecting distortions that the Quincy's have been creating in the real world. The visored crew that is labeled fixing the super pain in the butt distortion between the world of the living and the Soul Society crew have been helping as well. The distortions are happening. They're creating this big mass of energy that they've been going around collecting. And we find out that the visors have been helping. yodoichi has been helping. And they have this thing happen on the screen, which I thought was fucking funny. The visors are on screen and they're all kind of talking about like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Collecting the visors. The visors are talking about how the distortions look like a vagina. Yeah. The whole time that this is yep. on screen. And they're like, it's kind of kinky is the correct words. And they're like tilting their head and like, yeah, it even looks kinky from this angle. Yep. Like the whole fucking thing. And there's a whole subtext of like Ichigo Nurohara going like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Totally. And they're yeah, just totally yeah, yep. an- analyzing this. Whole, I was like, all right, cool. Love the visors. Of course, Lisa's there. So that's yeah. going to happen. You know, it's not going to get weird without Lisa, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And so Urohara continues to explain that he doesn't actually know what the purpose of these distortions that they're creating are, but it's a matter massive concentration of energy powerful enough to connect two worlds so obviously they can use them here to get up to the royal palace and we go back to Yumichika and Ikaku as they're being chased by Bambi all over the place and I was genuinely shocked maybe I'm not remembering Yumichika is smart as fuck really really smart because he once again as they're running around immediately figures out that they aren't just bombs that they're firing at people they are turning the things they hit into bombs which means they cannot be deflected by Ikaku's Bankai and Zanpakuto well Yumichika's always been smart from the very beginning has he? I'd like I'm from what I remember sure him fighting with Ganju him fighting with Charlotte it's always been a screaming match you know I've never seen him outplay somebody and like the thing with Charlotte I remember he just waited till Charlotte activated his ability so that he could be hidden you know, I don't ever remember you and Chica being like a fucking god of knowledge. I got to agree with Sam on this. Uh, his, his battle with Ganju was some Looney Tunes shit. <laughs> I don't like, remember that one. Of him being exploded and falling into traps and shit. Never mind. I do remember now. Yeah. Yeah. And then like all he did during the whole Aronka arc is like watch Ikaku almost get killed. Get in his fear in another man's fight, dude. And, and then he got he got caught by the tentacle of Loopy. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember they hated and, uh, him. And then yeah, he just let Charlotte use uh use the attack and then he drained her. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. So like he has some done some sort of 180 reflection where he's just become a smart motherfucker. He said someone in Squad 11's got to be smart. Yeah. Oh, he, he's it. He, here's the question. I'm sure there's an answer, but I'm too lazy. Who in Squad 11 does all the paperwork? Kimpachi's not going to fucking do it. I would have to assume that they just know no paperwork is coming from Squad 11. It's just like <laughs> one just, of those things where just it's just know. like, we are not getting shit from them, not worth the time, not worth the effort. Forget it. It is a Japanese organization. There is paperwork no matter what. No, I don't think so. I see it as they probably like, like listen, we're going to give you guys a secretary, and they ran the secretary off every time. Like, it was it's too a violent. New one every week. They hated fucking being there. They're like, fuck that shit. Maybe it's the special privilege of the Kenpachi. No paperwork. So I have two answers I'm thinking of. One is Ikaku does it. Okay. And uh, I'd like to imagine that the reason that Toshiro always has a mountain of paperwork is they just give him squad 11s. <laughs> yes, that'd yeah. be hilarious. They're just filtering it towards him. It's like, he'll do they're it. Just, he'll do it. They're putting it in his pile without him mm-hmm. noticing. I'm making it canon. <laughs> so back to the fight. Ikaku now just is like, all right, our only choice is to fight while dodging then and jumps up to try to attack uh, Bambi. And... 
Yumi Chika does Hado number 57, Dai Chintenyo. I don't know if I pronounced that correct, but he lifts up a whole bunch of rubble and sends it up flying with Ikaku as well. So he has stuff to dodge off of. Once again, incredible fucking play by Yumi Chika. Dude, their teamwork is fantastic. Real, this fight as a whole would have loved to see more of it. I love, I feel like this was the closest we're getting to like a Jujutsu Kaisen 2v1 fight where they were actually working together and doing stuff. So Ikaku jumps off these rocks, manages to slice Bambi in the throat, doesn't work. Bambi's about to pop a point blank explosion. Yumichika jumps up, cuts her hand off immediately. Like he just knew. Boom. That, that was badass. Yeah. And so Giselle, unfortunately, is like, are you guys stupid? She's a zombie. Nothing you do can affect her. And so Bambi fucking launches a huge ass point blank explosion anyways and sends them fucking flying, which I just want to pause once again. Yumichika was on point, on point, ready to go. Had the Hado immediately knew to cut off the arm to save Ikaku. He was fucking good. And that was without any information being transferred, yeah. right? He's like the Shikamaru. He oh was my killing God, he it. Shikamaru did? I, I would like to point out the only reason he's on point is because no one else is watching. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. That is true. If there were other Shinigami around, he'd be like, I can't use Aikido. So when the squad level will make fun of me. That's right. Yeah, but he was only allowed to go because his bro Ikaku was the only one there. And they're like, they know everything about each other. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. True bromance right there. If they're if no one's watching, they can ball out. I kind of hope with um, Kimpachi getting his Zanpakuto and his Shika and all that stuff, that he's a bit more forward facing now after that was your blood war, and like Yumichika doesn't have to worry about hiding that anymore. I don't think Kimpachi would have ever been mad. I think it was his own going like, yeah, I don't want to disappoint the boys. Remember when like Hanatro acts, or I guess Cone and Hanatro's body hit Kimpachi with that laser? Kimpachi was like, that's hype. Let's fight now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Giselle goes to explain to the fucking now injured bodies of Ikaku and Yumichika that turning Bambi into a zombie was not easy because it's not something that she could do to Quincy unless they're dead. So she had to squeeze the life out of her personally, and the look on Bambi's face got her so excited, which is another thing that was changed, but not that big of a deal. I'm just gonna blow past it. No, fuck it. We're not. We're not blowing past it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, in the original manga, she said it made her wet. Yep. <laughs> and then in the Viz translation, it says, oh, it really got my juices flowing. Once again, though, it falls in line with what I said with the original one. They just toned it down. They just made it less vulgar. You could still pick up the implications of what was said. It's just less vulgar. I just, I just like saying it because it's really funny. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it, that's it's true. funny. And it's not something you would expect. It's something like, yeah, I killed her. It made me fucking wet. It'd be like, all right. <laughs> You're like, yeah. all right, weirdo. I remember Which, reading that like years ago and thinking that's not something I thought I'd hear in Bleach. Yeah, which it totally throws it off. It makes this weird character, and then that explains why Yumichika also like calls her a fucking pervert. You know, <laughs> in the manga he says wet. Don't you mean something got hard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th I think I like the anime's version more of going, oh yeah, you're fucking weird. Yeah, it, it also shortens down the interaction to keep it tight as they've been doing this whole time. So Giselle continues to explain that on the other hand, for Soul Reapers, it's very easy for her and just a splash of her blood turns them right into a zombie. So which one of you wants to be a zombie first? And just then, you know, a really bright light appears behind her and you Mimuri mean God? is standing there and he's like, wow, the ability to turn people into zombies is an extremely interesting ability. And Giselle asks who he is and he says, don't you know how great people often appear to be shining? And Giselle's <laughs> like, that's not what I even asked you to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is where we get the title card. All the way like three quarters of the way into the episode yeah i think we're like at minute 12 at this point or something yeah it's crazy um that's also where we saw your girl nemu just hanging nice. out right next thank to him. you i needed a shout out she was brief there little shout out right there she was there she, she was not actually, in her sundress but i'm okay true, with it she's true. back in the regular she's she got the og outfit that's fine it's different she's got the white sash with the red and oh, she's okay. like okay. there's red on her hands she's she's they, in her her future ass kicking attire 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Ikaku says uh, that he can't see who it is because it's too bright, but it sounds like Miyuri. And Yuichi is like, homie, even if you couldn't see or hear, it's obviously Miyuri. He's the only one that would do that. Yep. And Bambi appears in front of Giselle and Bambi's and Giselle's like, oh, you want to protect me? And Bambi's like, oh, she wants or I want your I want your and Giselle hits the fuck out of her and says that you'll get your treat when it's all over. And Bambi begs for her not to be angry because Bambi didn't want does not want to be punished, which was a pretty I, I feel like a pretty traumatic um, it was insane. It was a little gnarly. of Bambi. Like, you know, with Bambi being this cocky kind of girl that we saw fighting Komamura, damn, she fell hard. She's got smacked. Yeah. Her hair pulled. Yeah, she's fallen hard in terms of personality. And guess what? It's about to get way worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mary's like watching this whole thing. He's like, hey, that's a nice thing you got going on there. And then he's toned down his brightness of his suit now and says that he toned down his greatness. So even Ew. an ordinary person like you can see me now. And Giselle's just like, Bambi, do it. And she's now in her full standing and just shoots at Mary. Nemu and Mary just fly away. And Mary's just flying standing still. Just, just like <laughs> he's not moving Nemu at all. Grabbed him, yep. And so. As they're flying away, Nemu opens a briefcase and they reveal a whole bunch of gray Pokeballs inside of it. Hell and yeah. Mary's like, ah, set it to about like three seconds. And then they let them release and it sucks up all of the Bambi bombs that were shot at them. And then they blow up three seconds later now that they've dropped down to where Giselle and Bambi was. And Giselle just uses Bambi as a fucking shield, blocking <laughs> yep. the whole thing. And Giselle's like, what the fuck is that? Mary explains that the devices are a Reishi locking device and it halts the activity of Reishi for a preset amount of time. So they still became bombs when they got hit, but then they just pause the effect for three seconds. And he's like, great. Now the two of you can become my test, test subjects. I, I love how he's just playing with it the whole time. Yeah. He's just like, all right, let me see if this actually works. It's really, Mayuri is a great character. And like, I think if you didn't like Mayuri as a character, you probably did not like this episode. But I think Mayuri is just a fun fucking character all the way through and through. And I, I loved it. It was yeah, good. It's fantastic. I think Kubo likes him a lot too. He's much less harsh than what he was when he first appeared with Udi, though. Oh, 110%. I know. He was a dick to my girl. Yeah. Dick to Nemu. Full on made his uh, subjects bombs. Like he was a horrible person then, which to the part we get to later, he kind of softly justifies why he's attacking the zombies of them. He <laughs> yep. would have never have fucking done that in the OG Mayuri. He would have just slaughtered them. Anytime Mayuri is not on screen, I'm asking, when's Mayuri coming on screen? Because <laughs> you know he's yep. about to do something. Mayuri was my nephew's favorite character when I let him play Bleach Brace Souls. Hey. Just because he looked yeah. like a fucking weirdo. Just immediately was like, <laughs> I like that guy. And I made him his own account and everything. And you know he get to choose a six star or whatever? Yeah. Mayuri. Mayuri. <laughs> he's like, this guy. <laughs> yep. Thank you. My, my, he has such a different fighting style. Everybody is, you're going to shoot a laser or you're going to swing a sword. He's like, all right, I got gadgets and I got weird science. Mm -hmm. And he alters how he fights for every battle, which is cool. He has never had the same fight twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Giselle says just the two of us, which two are you referencing? And she summons a whole bunch of fodder, like Soul Reaper zombies now. And she says that she's been creating zombies since the moment she got here. And Mary is like, well, this this is a bit of a problem. And it says, as the, even though there's zombies, they were once members of the 13 court guard squads. And he's just a, such a big ball of love. He doesn't have the heart in him to fight them. So he'll need someone with no attachment. So I'll just have these rock cars do it. I know. And they pop up. And the that's when we see Dordoni, Charlotte, Loopy, and Sarucci. And Charlotte immediately goes just shit talk mode instantly. <laughs> like, mm, mm, just like, who is that fugly one that I see down there? And is that you? Yeah. You? Me? 
uh, I forgot. Yeah, because I forgot. That's right. I'm bad at remembering the names of fugly people. Yumichika's <laughs> just so fucking pissed. Charlotte stole like, the show. Well, let me kill you again so you remember. And Dordoni goes off on his own. He's like, well, where's, where's the Nino? I yeah, was told yeah. that the Nino's going to be here. It's the only reason I came. And Strucci is there because she wants to go after fucking Ishida as well. Yep. It's like, I want to pay him back for what he did to me. And Loopy, of all fucking people, is the calm and rational one. Is like, you guys need to chill out. Like, you know, we'll get our chances to achieve the goal soon. And both Dordoni and Strucci are like, you don't know when that guy's going to change his mind. So we got to, like, act yeah. fast. And Miri zaps the fuck out of them, like, with a shot collar. Just immediately hits them all. And Miri continues on saying, this is where we find out this was a long-awaited reveal. He says, it was worth stealing you from Zyla Paro's vault. And that is something we saw way back in the fucking OG Bleach. Long, 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 long time mm-hmm. ago. He also did not hit Charlotte because he was minding his own business. And I think Miri says something about, like, he loves the way that they still scream in agony. Yep. And Charlotte's like, well, not me. And then he gets zapped <laughs> and he's just like, mmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This whole scene had me laughing my ass off. Yeah, it yeah, was so good. And that's what I'm saying. This was by far the funniest one. I love the amount of characters that were in it. It was a really good episode. I love all three, sorry, all four of these Aramkar that he brought back. Yeah. Well, I, I listen, I love all three. I'm, you know, uh, mediocre. I'm middle of the road on Loopy. Who actually likes Loopy? Yeah, I don't like him. We'll get there and can't figure your own world. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So Giselle is like, I see you have your own zombies, but you think your four zombies can be all of mine. And the Aramkar's like, yeah, there's no way we'd lose the Soul Reapers. And they hop in and start fighting. Yumichika and Akaku are yelling for them to stop. And this is where Mayuri comes in with some fucking facts here. And he's like, so what? And he said, he quotes, protect the Serite. A squad member shall die in the court guard, uh, court guard if one harms. And then that's one. If they'll die in the court guard. If one harms the court guard, one shall take one's own life. And he says, those were the words of a man you once respected, the former head captain. And Dardoni is just in the thick of it, just beating everybody's ass, dodging the blood as he's doing it. And Loopy's like, yeah, you don't got to fucking dodge the blood. Like, Ikaku already got hit by that shit. It's like it, nothing, nothing happens if it's the blood of the person who got infected by Giselle's blood. And Giselle's reattaching Bambi's arm. And Charlotte, of all people, appears above them both. And Charlotte says, my instincts told me to fight you because you and I are very much alike. I, when he said <laughs> that, I started laughing. I'm like, damn, so Charlotte. Good. So Giselle commands Bambi to go after Charlotte. And Charlotte just fucking grabs Bambi's face and chucks her away from him. He says, I do not need to draw my sword to deal with a baby like you. And it hits the tower right next to Miyuri. And Mary's like, yeah, too bad you couldn't hit me. And Charlotte's like, oh, no, my hand slipped. It like, just yeah. slipped. Oh, no. <laughs> so funny, <laughs> dude. And Bambi gets up and again charges back at Charlotte, which Charlotte is like, oh, since you're a zombie, I assume you're not going to stop unless I turn you into dust. And hits her with, here's the full move name. Hey, I, I, I'm Special happy you're kill, it. beautiful Charlotte, cool horns, final, holy, wonderful, pretty, super magnum, sexy, sexy, glamorous Sarah revived. The full thing, and he fucking team rockets her ass. Yep, with a heart shape. Just Sarah. sends her into the fucking sky. And I'm going to give a shout out to the anime again. Just kind of shoots off a of Sarah when the manga doesn't give it a name. Oh, uh, awesome. This is so Charlotte, though. Great it makes addition. Sense. Really good. And I, I'm sorry, but like I got to also give credit here to Charlotte, of all people. They strong as fuck. Yeah. Really, really strong. Like He comes in and manhandles. Obviously, Bambi's is in zombie mode now. But he manhandles the fuck out of Bambi. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just say, so can't figure your own world. They're just like, yeah, my Yuri made them stronger. Why wouldn't he? Got it. Okay, so they explain that later. Because I was surprised. I was like, he came down and started beating ass. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. That, hey, respect. Also, hey, excuse you, Charlotte is a she. Oh, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm, sorry. Mm-hmm. Charlotte 
was beating ass. All right, all the way through and through. Do we see Bambi again after this? Yeah, you'll see her. Unfortunately, she's not having a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Giselle sees this like, wow. I think Giselle said, wow, he's strong. So I, that's why I wrote my notes. He's, he says, wow, he's strong. Looks like Bambi's not a match for him. And then she's like, fine, you can come out now, Mr. Captain, as we see zombie Hitsugaya appear. Yep. And Miyuri sees this like, hmm, this may be troublesome. And that's the end of the episode. So real quick, we get the poem for the next episode. And it's Miyuri. And he says, over and over again, an empty life. And Bleach 23 is titled Marching Out the Zombies 2. Is this the first time we get a sequel to it? Not including, uh, like, Everything but the rain. I, I think this is the first two-parter since season one. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, I've said it all the time since the recap and through that, you know, as we were talking about the episode. But fucking killer episode. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think of Core Two. I had the best time watching this episode out of all the other ones. And I always like to tell people like when I'm talking about Bleach or like when I when we did the live streams like that. It's like listen. I'm not a, a wealth of knowledge on this at all. Really not. I, 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 I was, I'm going to put you in here with me, Jose, and say we're both not. Pythes, you are, obviously. Well, we read Bleach weekly, mm. and that's it. We never ever came back to it. So I always describe us, the, dub, the duo here, we are Bleach enjoyers. All right? We're not going to memorize any of the stuff that happens. A lot of times we're going to refer to the characters as that one guy that did that one fucking thing. You know, we just – Jose's got a better memory than me, but most of the time we ain't there. All right? I fucking enjoyed this episode. I loved it. So that's why it's my favorite episode. It could maybe not be the best animated. It could not be the best, you know, uh, fight sequences or anything. But I enjoyed the fuck out of this episode. You enjoyed the cal- the calm after the storm and then the buildup again. Well, in the fight with Ikaku and Bambi and Yumashika was also ace, even though it was so short. I liked the one-upping of Miguri yeah. and Giselle over and over again. It was really well done. I loved the Ronkars returning. The whole thing was really, really good. From the point of view of someone who has read Bleach over and over again, this was a really fun episode. I got to see a bunch of stuff I've been looking forward to for years. Animated, animated well. I was laughing throughout the whole episode. This shit was funny. Even when, like, uh, Ikaku and Yumichika are laying in the rubble, going, who's that? It's fucking my Yuri. Who else would it be? I laughed at that, too. Yep. And I, this is what something I was asking you guys, I think, a couple episodes ago. When we got the three fire episodes in a row, I was like, aren't you guys going to get tired of, like, fight after fight after fight and it's just like hype hype seriousness every fight is a new fucking stake everything and this episode was a much needed like brief moment of humor it's nice to have an episode with a bunch of characters featured in it 10 out of 10 and uh, real quick uh this is the last thing and then we'll hand over to uh i got two quick things i'll start with the least impactful one um they cut the scene of yoroishi putting her hand in between orihima's boobs yeah so we didn't get rukia's booty and we didn't get hand between boobies so here's gonna be my question to you jose and pythes do you guys actually care that that scene got cut yes honestly (laughs) 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 he did it so fast i would have loved to have seen something like that but at the same time the way it's going it really didn't make sense for all that to happen at, at that time I agree. I'm not sad that it's cut because of the fan service. I'm sad that it's cut because it's it's Yuroichi just straight up going hard on Ichigo and Orihime shipping. Ichigo and Chad are sitting in the, the, the cannon, and Chad just goes, hey, Ichigo, so what do you think? About what? Oh, you know. Oh, you're or, right. That's how it starts. Orihime's clothes, and then Orihime's obviously embarrassed by it. And uh, she goes, oh, I didn't do it on purpose. Kisuke told me to do it. She told me to wear <laughs> it. Of course. And, each, and Ichigo's like, well, I, it, I mean, it is a, a you know, little bit uh, revealing. And that's when uh, 
So when Yoruichi comes in and just jams her hand right up between Orihime's cleavage. <laughs> and then she just gives Ichigo a talking to and says, Orihime doesn't like wearing it. She's not into it. She did it because a pervert tricked her into it. Just tell her she looks nice and that you want to sleep with her, you little punk. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to, yeah, I want to yeah. sleep with you. And then Orihime is dying of embarrassment. And, Kis- and Kisuke says, I didn't think this would cause so much of a stir, but I'm glad I took the effort to design it. <laughs> See, he's a fashion designer as well. He well, can do everything. Well, they don't have a Sheeta, so somebody has to take oh, up the mantle. You're right. He's the man who brings a sewing kit for his cape. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a bit of levity I would have liked, but I don't think it hurts the episode at all to cut it. I think some of this stuff, and it, it's too much work, they'll never do it. I think some of the stuff that was cut, like these little fan favorite moments of comedy, would be a 10 out of 10 seller if they added his bonus content on, like, the Blu-ray or, like, oh yeah, the, the final release when it hit the markets. But I don't think they'll do it because that's so much extra, like, voice acting work, animation, work. things yeah. like that. Um but I think people would die if they added that shit is like extended content into the releases. Get the thousand year blood war extended edition. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. When you guys were rewatching the, the bleach dub, did you watch the, uh, the illustrated picture books that would happen after each episode? Like the cone stuff? Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. All the way through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So ju- just do that for this season on, you know, on the DVD, each episode gets like an illustrated picture book and then it's just all the, all the funny scenes they have to cut. The past couple of episodes have straight up not had any after credit scenes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do we feel do we do we vibe with that instead of putting it stuff after credit? We just put it before. Do we like that better? I I like the credits to be the last thing that happens. Okay. I don't like having to. All right. Do I watch the credits? Do I skip through it? I'm, I'm holding my cursor over to see if there's anything at the end. It's I I don't like doing that. I just like all right. credits hit. We're done. Fair enough. I'm the opposite. I like that there's stuff after the credits because, I, for an example, with Ishida dipping out the last episode, it just cut to black. Like, that was how they ended the episode. It was just like, Ishida, Ishida, black. Then the fucking opening, I was like, hey, there's got to be an after credit scene or something. Nope, nothing. Get fucked. And it was that just one, dramatic. That one was extremely long because then we just got the recap episode next. So there was just like nothing. And then the poems don't, you know, they, they don't lead up to anything. They don't tease anything. The best thing that we get is the title card. So I like when there's... It could even be like a 30-second little set after that. I think that's cool. Well, let me make an addendum. I like the poem after the credits, and I like the name of the next episode. That's it. I would easily go without both of those if they gave me a little little oomph on the end. I just say we're going to have to agree to disagree because I cannot agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, here is my last point. Then I'll pass it over to you, Pythes. Maybe you're, you'll talk about this as well, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of comments recently on our Maki Maki video being on the uh, where he appears to cheer on Kenpachi in the Grimmy fight. Okay. A lot of the comments are like, oh, and then he fucking dies next episode. Then he fucking dies next episode. He did not die. Okay. I got to set the record straight. There is not a single scene of Maki Maki after that initial shot where we saw him for the first time. So he clearly took his better judgment, saw the meteor come down. He fucking bounced. All right. Maki Maki is <laughs> not a brave guy. The moment he saw the meteor come down, he slipped away while everybody was looking up at the sky and he fucking hid. All right. He is not in the crowd. I went frame by frame, second by second on both Kenpachi getting jumped and the zombies that appear in this episode. Maki Maki is not there. He's not in any of the people that get squished. He's not in any of the people that get shocked. He's not in any of the people that originally died to Giselle. He's not in the, any of that shit. The people that get eaten by the bitch with a jaw. Okay? He's not anywhere in there. He's not part of the zombies that come to fight Mayuri. 
He's alive. All right. Sam. I don't know. It, go ahead. I did the same fucking thing. Frame, <laughs> you did? Frame by frame by frame. I'm like, is the boy here? He's not. Yep. Okay. He's safe. That's yeah. all that Well, because so many people were telling me, like, sad face, he dies in the next episode, and then he dies in the next episode, and then we see him, and he dies in the next episode. I was like, where? Somebody give me a frame where this guy fucking dies. He doesn't die. He's not anywhere. We don't ever seen. see him again, right? He's never no, mentioned no, afterwards, no, even no, in the manga? No. He didn't show up in the manga in that part. Yeah, so, no, he's, he's not mentioned. Anymore. I meant, like, later on, like, towards the, at the end of everything. Nah, fuck that. He, he, didn't, he doesn't make it out of Soul Society. <laughs> he's not in there at, at all so he's it, i don't know where you guys are getting this bullshit that my boy maki maki died but he didn't that's how i felt about grim joe all right well listen when he when maki maki appears in the hell arc you guys are all gonna look fucking stupid <laughs> he's a captain level he's uh, the new shinigami captain. now he's the new kenpachi <laughs> oh god let's go <laughs> let's go kenpachi maki maki we love to see that shit. We love to see that. Maybe he's doing the paperwork. I'm saying that's why he's a key contender yep. for the paperwork doer. All right, pass it over to you, Pythes. Anything we missed? Anything you want to touch on from the episode? Before we get to notes, I haven't t- I haven't talked to Jose in a minute, so let's get this now. Hey, Jose, did you see? Uh, did you see they fixed Ichigo's entrance? Oh yes, I did. Right away, <laughs> the minute it came out, I'm like, nah, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, all over that shit. Just had to clear the air. So I wrote down the first thing we see in this episode is Orihime's massive fucking titties. <laughs> Tickle bitties. Okay. Good that we noted that down. Want to make sure we know where the episode starts. Thank yep. you. They, they were just right there. Uh, most of my notes are stuff we have we already talked about, like the anime-only stuff, mm-hmm. the the Chad stuff. So I have very little. So that the Kido that uh, Yumichika used, uh, Daichi Tenyo. It means groundswell dance. Cool. Okay, cool. What a cool name, groundswell dance for I'm going to throw a bunch of rocks at your face. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Boulders. I mean, Biakia had a bunch of fancy names for, and then I stabbed you with some flowers. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Biakia is cool. He deserves it. Oh, man. I got some lore for that later. We'll talk about that maybe. (laughs) Uh, I... I I didn't say it when you were talking about it, but I said that ain't no ratio device. That's a fucking Pokeball. Okay, uh, what legendary would my Yuri have? Go. Has to be some sort of a poison type, I'm thinking. I, I'm not super familiar with the newer legendary, so I'm going to have to go back into my old bag of... It'd be Zygrade or whatever his name is, right? Which oh, one's Zygrade? A oh, fucking God. Like, Yes, it would. It's like a green transforming kind of looking thingy. Z- you guys carry on. I'm going to Google up the picture of Zygrade. I think here that's its name. It's Zygarde. Zygarde, thank you. It, you get a bunch of cells, and you can turn it into a weird dog, or it turns into, like, a weird black and white dragon. I never made it into a dragon, because I was too fucking lazy to collect all the parts. There's a, so much you gotta collect for him. Like, that's a sick one. He would totally have that. That's that is a, sick. Yeah, when it goes uh, into that super form? Uh, well, I mean, my Yuri, as he is now in the, the Shining thing, he would get, like, Ultra Necrozma. Yeah, I can see that. Uh... Sam that's editing this put up Zygarde and Ultra Necrozma on screen. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> and I just wrote I was beyond hype to see Don Panini again. You love yeah, him. Yeah, that's the that's how I remember his we name. We talked about in our OG Bleach Boys how much we love fucking Don Panini. Like he's he was just awesome. such a fun character, genuinely caring for Ichigo. He's a piece of shit in one of the Kaimon levels on BBS though. <laughs> Absolute cocksucker. I think I got sucked up for an hour one time. Piece I, of shit. I was fucking watching that stream. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
God. Oh, man. Scar was giving you such hell for that. Dude, well, do you remember? I, I kept loading into the level with, like, 2 HP, and he one-shot me. He has no flinch. You do a move, he walks right through it, and he beats my ass. That's why I just cheat. <laughs> correction I used to cheat and then I, then they were like don't fucking do that again and we'll delete your account so I just don't do Senkaimon anymore oh nice smart, smart. We, we gave up and I wrote down I forgot how much I really liked Charlotte yeah, yeah. He, Char- he by Charlotte, far was, fun. was the star of the episode like the fight his fight with Yumi Chika it was alright I didn't hate it during the the fake car town arc but I always felt like it was a waste of time just get to the Espadas. Well, the the whole the whole four fights at the corners always kind of felt like a little bit of the waste of time. Um, obviously, except for the Findor fight, like goddamn, that was incredible. That one was. But fantastic. the rest of that shit always kind of felt like a little bit of a waste of time. That that's the part where it really feels like you could feel the editor saying, "Hey, the Roncar are popular. Put more of them in." Mm-hmm. But Charlotte was fun as shit during this. I hope we. Well, I know we get to see more, but we need to see more and more. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, can't fear your own world, right? Yep, absolutely. God, I hate that. I hate that. Well, Jose, you don't care about spoilers, so I'll tell you whatever you want to know anytime. <laughs> oh, I, th- I like that. I can't tell. I can't tell Sam anything because we, we got to save that. You got to be fresh. Yep. I yep. do want to go ahead and read all of it. It's it, just, uh It's a genuinely good read. If, yeah, but me and words, you know, we don't like each other. That's why I like manga because there's yeah. pictures to help me out with it. Jose, I'm making you a for real offer. If we if we have some days that match up, I will read the book to you, <laughs> dude. Like bedtime stories. Oh, I'd be so down. Will, will use My girl cam- would hate it. We'll use camera, <laughs> and I will and I will show you all the pictures too. Let's go. Anytime An offer you, of a lifetime. Any. T- well, that's well before we did the that episode one i assumed that's what we were gonna do like mm-hmm. i would sit here and i'd read the book to you and you two would react <laughs> so okay. that'd be hilarious down to read the book to you guys anytime you want story oh, lovely thank you thank story you. time with pythes <laughs> and then i wrote uh goddamn zombie toshiro got the drip he does have he does drip. have that cool stern ritter coat yeah like, we did not talk about how cool so one thing that i i tweeted and i hope they keep going forward in bleach brave souls zombie toshiro has the coolest fucking move effects got, like, for that purple it's right purple yeah. yes so i hope they've changed the colors of soy fawn shit from bbs to this one i hope they keep the purple effect that he has now that he's a zombie but i don't know if they will the Bambi's got their colored ones too. Although I, in BBS, um, what's her name? Candace was yellow, and she's more greenish yellow in this mm-hmm. anime. Mm-hmm. And Bambi's red is way more red. It's like a pale pink in BBS. Yeah, so they're doing yeah. some changes to the colors. So, I, but I hope they keep the purple. At least maybe like a light purple. The purple was sick. Purple We're biased because we like purple. Yeah, this is true. I love purple. Mm-hmm. I had such and a nice like, color. Even the color palette, he's got like the uniform with the white and the silver, and he's got the gray skin and the white hair and the eyes. It's such a good look, man. Beautiful. I'm going to be gushing about it next week, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so about, I'm going to say, like the first part of the, the fight with Giselle and uh, Yumichika, after that, it cuts to up in the Soul King Palace. So right now in the manga, Yuha and the boys are fighting Squad Zero. Oh, it jumps that far ahead? Yeah. Interesting. 
So I well, think it's they're better. Happen- they're happening simultaneously. Oh, simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw before the episode even came out, I guess people, the leaks happen all the time and shit like that. People were saying how that those scenes were not in the episode at all. There was no Yuha, no Squad Zero, no nothing, which a lot of people are like, oh, that's weird. Like that happens like right in the middle of the chapter. Great change to just stick to what's happening down below and then we'll go up top. I think it's great. It builds up the anticipation to see it when it finally happens and it keeps this episode nice and flowing and it doesn't interrupt anything. Yep. Which I, I, once again, I think is one of their key points with what they're choosing, what to cut, what to leave out is, does it keep the, uh, the story flowing and does it keep it kind of like focused on where it needs to go? Is they've been doing really well. And speaking of story flow into volume 65, Damn, we are fucking cruising. We are, we are, we are. Sh- there is now, there are nine volumes left in the manga. Damn. We are schmoving. Because we still have a little bit of this one left with the the, the, the moved Yuha and Squad Zero stuff, but we're going to get Marching Out the Zombies Part 2 for the next one. So that to me is them, what we've all been thinking since, you know, we got halfway through this fucking series, is it's ending with the Ichibe fight for sure. Yeah. Has to be. Or at mm. least the actual like fight with Squad Zero, which I think will be interesting because you think about it with Part One, right? Part One ended on um, you know everything but the rain, the flashbacks, yeah. right? So if it ends with that Squad Zero confrontation, it's gonna end on action. Like this is gonna be an action-packed fucking finale. It's gonna be a crazy uh, cliffhanger for it. Yeah, super. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put my two cents out there. I think it'd be so great if it ended on uh, shouldn't we visiting Eisen. Oh, just so I don't I don't remember the order of things, but so this could be way off. So correct me if it is. I think it would be a great cliffhanger if it ends with Yuha stabbing the Soul King. I think that's way further off, but it's been a hot minute. Okay, okay, yeah, I can't remember where that fault takes place in the story, but to me that would be a sick cliffhanger. Whereas like the last thing we see is Yuha stabbing Stab. the Soul King. Oh, wait, no, it can't be because Yuha doesn't stab the Soul King. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that'll be sick, man. Jose, I sent you some stuff on TikTok that you enjoyed, which was the Kubo answering questions. It's some stuff. Yes. Like the, the K Club. And so yep, I thought the K I would, Club. I thought I would end off my notes with some classic Pythes lore, which oh, is let's somebody, do it. somebody asked uh, Kubo, what does Ichika think about Rindy's eyebrows? And, oh. <laughs> and Kubo, Kubo answered, she thinks her dad's eyebrows have the coolest shape in the world. Aww. And that's that's all my notes. Yeah. You can't you can't be mad with Rindy's eyebrows. It's the one thing you can't fault him for. It's not Rindy's fault he keeps taking L's. That's Kubo's fault. <laughs> Tell that to a, Shinji. Rinji's a cool character. He just can't he just can't get a real win. His design when he was first shown up, he was real cool, real menacing. So it's just after that he became a sad little puppy. Yeah, but I mean he gets rookie in the end, so I guess that's his W. He cucks Ichigo. He wins. He and Chad are the winners. <laughs> Him and Chad, the world champion of boxing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It's my favorite thing that Kubo ever did. Chad just wins. And what? Uh, all his other friends have like normal everyday jobs, right? Ichigo's a translator. Like, Keigo's opening a ramen shop. I thought that Ichigo turning into a translator originally was kind of interesting. And then when Kubo answers that, he's uniting two worlds. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's a sick answer. I was like, okay, Kubo. Fucking cool. Kubo knows what the fuck he's doing. Do you ever think that it's maybe a bad thing that Kubo's answering all these questions? No, because there's stuff he's not answering. 
he straight up said for one i forgot what the question was but he goes i can't answer this here i looked Mm. i was looking that up because i was like what am i gonna do for lore i streamed on tiktok for about an hour today and i was talking with our boy gabe love that guy and somebody said that they thought it would be really cool to see you know one of the moves that biakia first used on ichigo when uh they were fighting on the little hill that they like to fight on and each biakia goes this is this only the second time that i've had to use this move against somebody and so someone asked kubo what was the first time yeah he said that it's a secret and he can't talk about it yet no he said i can't tell you yet yeah Mm -hmm. sick fucking sick like so we're going to get this sir but and someone asked someone asked kubo hey man the hell are cool that shit was really cool when's the next one he goes I don't really like drawing under pressure, so maybe if you stop asking me about it, I'll do it. <laughs> That's never going to happen. He so, teased us so hard. So everybody shut the fuck up and don't talk to Kubo, and we'll get a new yeah. Hellark. We'll we all pretend like the Hellark never existed. It'll come out. <laughs> it's just like we all have to come together. There's another thing where they were asking Kubo if he had anything to do with the mobile game, and he said, eh, not a whole lot, but I saw a whole bunch of bikini art. So if you guys will send me the good porn, I'd appreciate it. He said the male-oriented <laughs> porn. Hell he yeah. says, I'm down to look at it. I'm like, my guy. Kubo is one this of is the why players. we follow you. I appreciate his honesty. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just like at that phase now where it's like he's pretty much for the – like he was done for Bleach for a long time. Like he was just fucking done. Um, and so he's just vibing. He's just doing his thing. He made one of the greats. He was at the top. Fuck it. Fuck it. He's like one of the best-selling manga of all time, one of the most popular. What does he have to hide now? Exactly. And when he dresses up as Mayuri and gets drunk, that's hilarious. That shit was great. All right. Anything else Anything else we want to talk about for the Bleach episode? Uh, no. Uh, good episode. Really liked it. Jose? I love this one. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's really like highs is where it left off on. Yeah, I think it's doing a really good job of setting up things to come. The cliffhanger is really good with Zombie Hits a Guy, I think was incredible. I saw a few people going like, wait, when the fuck did that happen? Great twist. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. I'm excited that we're getting part two of Marching for the Zombies. Most excited for that the way that this seems to be going, it is just setting up that the last you know few episodes is going to be Squad Zero. You think we're going to see Grim Joe at the end of this? I, have no, I, I am finding out more and more that all of the stuff after like this initial series of fights i don't remember shit yeah it's a blur mm-hmm. it, it'll take a hot minute before we see grim joe god damn it <laughs> i'm Sorry, thinking Jose. i'm thinking like either end of end of season or next season it'll be next season probably i feel like it'll be next season they'll open up with uh that and Nell. i was gonna say i could see them keeping it for season three and using it as the trailer reveal you know how yeah. they kind of did with shinji's bankai i could use the see them doing that i would be joe. upset but i already like, know what's happening because, like, Grimjo doesn't show up until it's, like, time to fight, like, the elite guard. And I feel like they've already been sending up Aizen with that weird little glimpse of him that we saw with when all that smirk. shit was happening. Yeah, where he didn't smirk, Jose. We saw no face. I wanted to smirk. Um, so I think they're already setting up Aizen. So I think we'll probably get Aizen, some sort of interaction with him this season. And that's why I think they'll probably set up Grimjo for the next season's, like, their other big reveal. Eisen is such a good shit talker. I would watch a whole episode of him just talking trash to the whole cast. Oh, yeah. I I think (laughs) everybody would. He's the fucking best. Hey, I saw this thing on Twitter, and it was all the way back when he meets Zangetsu, back in his world. And he gives him his name. I don't know. Is this blacked out? It's blacked out? Yeah. Oh, you saw that? that? Was that actual Kubo planning ahead being like, oh, Ichibe, you erased the name? Yes, Kubo answered that, and he said, yes, it was. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And he went, yeah, that that was Ichibe. 
scrolling that out. Good, nice catch. Okay, cool. I was like, huh. <laughs> I, I, if I was an author and somebody asked me that, I'd be like, yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, you figured it out, uh-huh. dude. I'm so glad that a smart young person such as yourself finally figured out what I was cooking there. Hold on, let me write jot that, that down. down on my notebook of facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was there was one uh, during the turn back the pendulum arc. Uh, Shun Sui mentions that besides uh, himself and uh, Ukitake, Unohana and uh, Yama are the longest serving captains. And they went, wasn't Biaki's grandpa introduced in this arc? And Kubo was like, yeah, I just forgot about him. <laughs> so, so oh, like, no, Ginrei. And so, so he says, I would like to pretend that that was just Shun Sui fucking up. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Put that. it on Shunsui as a character. He would. All right. Let's call it. Thank you guys for hanging out as always. Of course, if you have not, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you do listen to it. And of course, check out our socials. That's where you keep up with all the clips. You can keep up with the discussion, the conversation. And we will see you guys next week for another episode. Should be another banger. Mark, keep marching out the zombies number two. As always, bye, everybody. Have a good one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.